Hello, welcome to Agents of Sigmar. Just two dads trying to rekindle our childhoods in gaming in the best way we know how, with bad jokes and fun games. Join us in our journey as we talk about tabletop games, board games and card games, all through the eyes of a casual and time-starved parent player. If you enjoy this podcast, please do check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you really appreciate our work, do visit Patreon to support us further. You'll find links to all these in the show notes. Wherever you find our content, please do like, subscribe, retweet, ring those bells and leave us those five-star reviews. We do so crave your approval. With all that begging out of the way, let's crash on. Hello, everyone. Meaningful pause. Hello, everyone. Aha. Well done. I'm here. Yeah, don't think it cut out then. I think people heard you. Hey. Meaningful pause. Hopefully people can, hopefully people can hear us anyway. Who knows? I would say, talking of meaningful pauses, my son is trying to get onto Overwatch, which is Overwatch 2 was released today. He's been trying to get on, and he's basically mm. in one of those queues. Is like when you queue for tickets, and you just get to the front of it, and then it puts you back to the 20,000th space in the queue, and then it starts again, and it's just yep. going over and over. Yeah. We've been doing that for an hour and a half when I came out here. <laughs> I, was, I was watching, I was re-watching one of the, um, I don't know if you remember, GW shut down their online store back when COVID was a thing, and then they reopened it, and they did a little video of James' workshop basically going on about how, you know, that, that they were reopening and all this kind of stuff. It was basically a funny slant on, you know, please wait in the queue and make sure you buy your stuff when you when you get to the end, don't leave in your basket because it'll get disappeared, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was watching that, it was quite funny, only because I was watching all of his videos because I was watching the League of Votem which is something we'd talk about later on but I was watching that and having a chalk to myself the other day <laughs> I can't decide whether I think he's funny or not okay we can talk about that later but I, I, I think yeah, he is in small doses yeah it's mildly entertaining yeah. it's mildly entertaining I think that's probably the best best uh, uh, description of it anyway, hello everybody and welcome to Podna- Pod- Podnast podcast listeners uh, we're recording this on the 4th of October and uh, is the feed all right? But you keep breaking up. I don't know whether it's because my aforementioned son is trying to get onto uh, <laughs> Overwatch. Um, it might be your connection. It... Might be a bit dodgy. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll just keep talking. We'll hope for the best. You'll have to ban him. Rick Sagan is on. He says hi. Hello, Rick. We're pretty much devoting the entire evening to Games Workshop, and or they've been they've been quite busy of late. Having having not been busy for a while, they've now been quite busy of late. So we'll do a quick rundown of what we've been doing and then we'll jump straight in, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, what we've been doing is going to be really quick, especially yes. at least for me. Because <laughs> you've been sitting on your ass, and that what you're doing with that paintbrush is vaguely, faintly um, disturbing. It just looks like you're about to shove it up your nose. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Those who are on podcast <laughs> can't see Pete's got a, got a Raphael 1, maybe, or a 0, and he's just, I don't know what he's doing with it's it. The Raphael 3404. No, no paintbrush to needs to have that done to it. It's my chin <laughs> scratcher. Uh, yeah, well, yes. Okay, fair enough. So what have we been doing, Pete? Well, we have started our month Andy of Moonstone. Uh, where game game one of our month of Moonstone has, has occurred and is available on yeah. our uh, live stream feed things on YouTube. So you can go away and look at that if you like it. Uh, and uh, we've already got a question about Underworld's Championship format. We will be answering all those very shortly, so I won't dive in and answer that now. We'll be after that shortly. Yeah. We have started our Warhammer Underworld's uh, Mini Rivals Tournament, which we've 
put the first game out of that was uh, an all order clash and actually your Blakehaven girls were much better than I th expected them to be and it was only by they, they ridiculous lost. dice rolls that uh, the yeah you rolled you rolled a lot of crits I just crazy crazy crits crazy crits but that's available and we're doing yeah, recording we will, game we will answer that in due course Hordrap Mini says hello everybody he's on hello yeah, we're 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 going to record game two next week, which I think is an all all death affair. Am I right, Pete? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do believe it is all death. Grimwatch versus um, I can't remember who I picked now. <laughs> <laughs> did you? You didn't go for Kanan in the end. That's did you? how important it was to me. I did. I did write the list down. I did write them down. Where are they? Here we go. It's Grimwatch versus the Exiled Dead. Of course, the Exiled Dead. It was Kanan's right. Reapers for a moment there, but it's the Exiled Dead. Yeah, the Exiled Dead are going to win that, but we'll, we'll see. I guess. I'll see. I guess. And videos we released. Yep. We've released our first thoughts on the Narwood, uh, which has been very, very, very well watched, which is nice. And we, uh, you did another one of your cut down versions. I can never remember what you call them. I've written it down on the agenda: super fast smash up. But you don't call it that. <laughs> they're the all they're all no fuss all action bat reps no fuss nor, no, all action just like Pete um, yep were. and then in our future obviously it's the month of Moonstone so we've got that continuing and then Narwood is on the horizon don't think we've had a release date yet but it's on the horizon yes they've, they've teased it um, and um, yeah and, and, and given us more information about it and I guess that's as, as good a time as any to crash into our main topic of conversation of, of the evening, which I guess is going to be Narwood and James Workshop announcements, bits, and uh, the Nemesis for, uh, format. Although I completely forgot to mention, Pete, I completely yep. come up, forgot to mention Agents Con, which actually seems like a really long time ago, and I can't believe we haven't had a, a uh, live, stream, uh, live stream since we had Agents Con, but, but we haven't. Yeah, it's true, because last Tuesday we played we played Underworlds, yeah. didn't we? So we... we uh... Yeah, yeah, we did have agents come. That was really good fun. It was really great. It was. It was really nice to meet everybody who, who well, most, mostly patron supporters. Well, not everybody was patron supporter. We had a couple of people come along who weren't. Uh, really good fun. Really nice. And we are going to do it again. We won't. We won't keep plugging it every week yep. between now and next September. Uh, but we are going to do it again. So uh, <laughs> who knows what format it will take? But it's going to be on. It's going to be a market harbour again, and it's going to be great. So uh, if you thought, oh, maybe I should have gone, you should. And you can come along next year and eat donuts, if nothing else. Yep. There's a really nice donut shop around the corner. Very nice donut shop as well. And the place we're hiring might actually have a bar as well. Oh, <laughs> donuts and beer. I believe it. What more, what more could you need? the option. Yep. <laughs> Marius Knox says, James so. Nerf Shop. Yes, we will come on to James Nerf Shop in a bit. Uh, but first, we're going to talk Narwood. Narwood. And... I guess the biggest shock is perhaps not the right right word, but the Nemesis format was announced this beginning of this week, uh, which I think is a really great name for a format. Nemesis. And it's kind of effectively the Rivals Plus format that's been run so successfully out of Bugman's, the Bugman's Evening Clashes and in a lot of stores, I think. I mean, not that we ever go to stores, uh, but I think it's been run, a lot, run in a lot of stores. Rivals Plus. There are a couple of differences, or at least one major difference, which is yeah, that at least, yeah. um, they're not going to run, you're not going to be allowed to run the Essentials Pack. 
um, out of it is literally just the decks that are rivals decks and faction cards. So for, the, for those of you who don't know, the easiest way to play is rivals, where you just pick the uh, cards from either the faction for the modern, for, for the more modern warbands, just the faction cards, or you can pick one of the pre-prepared rivals decks that Games Workshop produced, the most recent of which is the Deadly Depths. Uh, but they have also now for this 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 uh, nemesis format you'll be able to um, do a bit of deck building between two decks so the faction specific cards and the one of the pre-prepared rivals decks it hasn't been made clear whether the white dwarf cards are available or the white dwarf rival decks are available in this format i'm going to say that they probably are but i don't know it hasn't been it hasn't been completely made clear uh, but it just basically means it gives you a very small carpool to deck build from but enough, I think enough synergies or an interesting number of synergies to allow you to choose with your warband which rivals deck will work best or cast from which rivals deck will work best. So I quite like it. Yeah. It is like a slimmed down uh, version of um, championship, but so but but still fairly easy to bring and fairly easy to buy into. You don't need to buy all the rivals deck if you don't want to. But if you do, it does not going to give you a massive advantage. Not like championship where if you just weren't turned up with your war faction specific deck, you were basically you basically had it because the championship players would just smash you to pieces because they had so many extra cards to choose from. So I think it's a nice way of keeping it balanced, keeping the entry price low, which is obviously really important at the moment with the uh, inflation and all that kind of stuff going on. So I think it's a good move. And I really like that it hasn't included the Essentials decks, partly because that's really confusing because that's got 60 cards and the Rivals deck's got 32 cards. Uh, and also because those cards are all comparatively overpowered, so almost nobody would pick a Rivals deck. They'd just pick the Essentials deck. So for me, I think it's, I've talked for a long time now, but for me, I think it was a really good, really good move. Yeah, I mean, they haven't completely clarified, but it, I think we, it's safe to assume that the Essentials deck is not going to be in there, and um, that's good also because the backs are different, which means you haven't got to faff around with that. You can you can use the the newer backs with a lot of the the newer warbands. Um, I, I I like the fact that it gets away from a play to win, pay to win sort of perspective because I remember when I went to a very small. Uh, tournament at my local GW uh, the Wormspat weren't out that long and I took Wormspat and I went with a, a very magic heavy deck and there was another right. guy there who had Wormspat but he didn't have very many warbands so he mostly just played with the Wormspat deck which in Rivals isn't bad but in Championship is terrible and he was like just sort of watching me play my games he was like saying ah oh, so if I want to play these guys I need to get you know, re I need to get lots of other decks to play really heavy on magic. So like, what if you if you want to play heavy on magic? Yes, but whatever you want to do, you're going to have to buy a lot more warbands. And I think that that put a lot of people like us off the whole chasing warbands and having to buy everything when you never used it. And at Agentscom, we had boxes and boxes of warbands that we were giving away. It was just like we don't want them, we never use them. Please take them. And it gets that gets that is a good reason like to that. come to Agentscom because we do give stuff away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. I think, I've talked about this before, I think the problem, when you have a collectible card game, you always have the problem of car chasing and, and stuff rotating out. But you also have the added waste, well not waste, but the other thing that you're wasting warbands as well now. You've got miniatures piling up. Um, and, uh, you know, you just can't use, because with the best word in the world, you can't use 50 warbands or however many there are. And so I think it's quite a nice yeah. way, if you're, if you're coming into it, 
or even or carrying on with it you think well i can play this format lots lots more people will play it and it's um you know i only need to buy the warbands that i like and i can just you yep. know and maybe a few extra cards if i want to and i you know i haven't got to keep buying in eight warbands a time spending i don't know how much it worked out 300 pound a year or whatever it worked out um which is the most expensive yeah, thing in the world but when you're not that serious on it you don't have to spend that much it was always like a bit galling about buying a warband that you had no interest in just because there were some cards mm. in there that were good no I mean it's not the most in the world but it, it you know it's it's easier to justify 80 pound or even if you don't want to get the nether, you know, the latest corset it, you know, then you're looking at what I can't remember how much warbands are now about 30 quid for a warband is it um, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you can carry on, and I, and I think that's really good. I don't know whether it will replace championship format. That's an interesting question from Rick Sager. It's something we have talked about on the Patreon Discord. Um, Valentin, I think, said he thought it was going to be um, would see the death of championship. Valentin, if you don't know, is the guy who runs the Straight Out of Shadespire uh, online. Um, cam game tournament run it all through lockdown and still runs the odd one I think there's one coming up in December I, th- I believe um, yep. but uh, yep. I don't know what you think about that Pete whether you think championship will die, die. Will, will championship die it's hard to say it depends on what GW give official support to I think if they run grand clashes that are nemesis clashes or whatever then I suspect it'll do great if they run championship ones it will probably remain the poor cousin like Rivals Plus sort of is at the minute um, but I think Rivals I think Nemesis is going to be the way they can get much more um, interest in it and more bodies involved in the game if people know oh I just buy this box and I can play or I just buy this box and this pack of cards and I can play that's much more appealing to a lot of people I think yes yeah I agree Sterling's just popped in says evening gentlemen just popped in I hope I didn't miss too much no you haven't missed very much us blithering on as usual no. yeah um, we're all good I think are you alright Pete you asked whether we're okay I, 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 I believe I've got a bit of a cold cold oh, Pete's got a bit of a cold yeah, his t-shirt's yeah. got a funny colour um, yeah so yeah I'm, I'm not too bad thank one. you Sterling I hope you're alright too um, and one thing about the Underworlds and the Nemesis format though that is quite interesting is Several of our patrons who have sworn off of Underworlds have kind of gone. Oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll look into this again, and I think that's the market they need to be looking at. Is the people who are, you know, they were a bit bummed out by Underworlds and the the constant crush of of releases and the the card mm. chasing and things like that and the rotation. They could probably pull a lot of those people back in with Nemesis format. I think they they could stand to gain a lot from that. I think. I think so. I think there's a lot of lapsed players in there who just thought, I can't keep justifying spending all this money, especially as most of them play other games. Um, yeah. And uh, and then, and because and, there aren't very many tournaments at the moment. I, I don't, yeah. it's interesting, just going back to what you were saying about GW support, I'm not sure there's enough players to support two versions of the game in, in a tournament format. And I kind of feel like GW need to throw themselves behind one or other of them. And I know there are people who don't agree with this, but I don't think the game is any worse for being in Nemesis format to Championship format. I know there are people who there are people who love there are people who love deck building and and, you know love the skill of deck building. And I'm not 
that's not something that particularly floats my boat or it's but it um you know i think you need more time out of the game in order to do that because you need to be able to play lots and lots of games to, to make sure the deck works yeah. so i think that so that so not only is there a financial uh, impact there is a time impact as well because you do need to practice obviously you need to practice as well with nemesis format if you're going to be really good at it you need to practice your warband but you've just got less things to tinker with less less combinations to play against less combinations just have to try out so i think i just think it brings down it brings down the cost overhead it brings down the time overhead and i i think we've said before with this with the restricted car format with fewer cards you actually have to play around problems a bit more whereas um certainly i'm mean, okay we haven't played championship now for more than for at least a whole season but the whole problem with or not problem but the whole thing with championship format was that it was basically the deck building was designed to make the running as smooth as possible and there was never anything to work around because you just took all the cards that you you know some some decks at certain points of the game you literally just oh i've scored that or now i've scored that or now i've scored that oh i've, I've rolled an attack i've missed it, or now i've scored this um and you just it yeah. was it was kind of like the not all of it but there was a huge front loading of the skill and, and the planning um to what happened on, on the table and i think with the restricted car formats there are just some like you said about the worst that deck not being very good but you know i think you're going to be much there's going to be many more cars that just aren't that great and so you have to work to them like i mean yeah. nobody in their right mind i don't think would have taken in our bladecoven game would have taken the supremacy car for the bladecoven no but but you managed to score that um, and yeah. that's partly because I had a restricted card pool, which meant I couldn't. I had no push cards because I couldn't do anything about about it to to stop you from scoring it. But that was a, that was a definite problem for you to to work out how to solve, and you solved it, which was much more interesting than than maybe other cards that exist. And I think it would make it would even make best of threes more interesting as well, because in the championship formats, it just became like say it became because who who lined up and started their ball rolling first and scored more glory. Um, I feel like in a best of three, once you know and remember some of the cards your opponent has, you you then have to. You'll then know what's coming a bit more, but you you can't necessarily do a lot about it in that situation. For example, like the the championship thing, you haven't got distractions and things like that. Whereas if you're playing championship, you nearly always had some push tech in there and that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean there I was. Know, a, I mean, I feel like there was a time in the game where it was. Basically, the first person to blink with their distraction probably lost. Do you know what I mean? It was that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm holding it, I'm holding it, I'm holding it. Oh, right at the end, bang, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, then, and then I think like, in naval ah. days, it was basically just whoever could wipe out your opponent first. That was all it was, was just punch yeah. each other's face in. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'd love to hear from anybody who is a big championship fan. Maybe we should see if we can get a man on one day to talk about it, because he's big on championship, or at least he was last time I, I saw anything that he'd done. So, I'd love to hear from championship people listening to this either on YouTube after the fact or, or wherever. You know, Do let us know how you think championship will fare now that there's Nemesis out there as well. Yeah, I mean, I like you say, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on how much weight that GW's put behind it. If they, if they, all of their yeah. organised play packs are still championship format, and their grand clashes are still championship format, then there isn't going to be, there isn't going to be very many Nemesis games out there. But I suppose at the club level, everybody will be playing Nemesis because it's literally, if you're in a club or a shop, you could just say, well, you only need 
You only need this pack. You only need a yeah. warband, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess people technically might need a core box, but um, yeah, we don't know what's maybe. going to be in the in the new core box. Whether it's going to whether Harrow Deep and Nether Maze will be kind of interchangeable. Whether you could use a Nether Maze box. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. So that's that's I'm, the main. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I'm just gonna say, I'm, I, hope, I hope they don't change it too much, because I, I, the one yeah. thing I don't like about the current situation, I don't like the, the the constant new core boxes, and you know if they've changed the whatever they're called, the cover hex things again, I think that starts getting yeah. tedious for people who yeah you know, perhaps don't want to buy another core box six months after the, the previous one when they've just bought two more in a year kind of thing. They might need to pay their house or pay their mortgage. We don't know if they're going to, yeah, we don't know if they're going to do like two core boxes this year. I know that they said last year their release schedule was going to be, you know, a core box and six months later there was going to be another core box. But given how much GW changed things in Underworlds like every season, there's no no guarantee that's going to be the case again this time round. So I'm I'm hoping that maybe they've gone back to just, here's Gnarlwood and they're just going to release a load of warbands. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think they will. I think I think they've decided that's the way to go. Uh, we've got a question which says, didn't really notice key mechanic changes between Nether Maze and Harrowdeep. No, I, that, I kind of see that as a blocked season. Like in the old days, the, the two Nether Maze warbands would, yeah. would have just been two two warbands and you wouldn't have got new new boards and what have you, or new mechanics. You just would have got the new... And they, they do normally bring in, on sort of in the October release, if you like, where we are, where we are coming up to, they do normally release some change. Um, so I think, like, like the, in the first, first of the second box, we got magic, and then I think they brought in lethal hexes for beast grave, um, and then I'm then I'm lost. Place, place of <laughs> lethal hexes, yeah. Primacy, primacy came yeah. in, didn't it? Uh, and then gloom. Yeah. Um, and then so I, I suspect there'll be some new stuff, but it will be quite nice. For those of you, first people who have kind of got another maze box, in particular, because I almost feel like Harrowdeep had its foot in the new world, but it still had a foot in the old world. Whereas Nether Maze actually felt like a new beginning. It, the the rivals yeah. format seemed properly bedded in. It, the the, the warband seemed pretty well balanced uh, and fun to play and thematic on the rivals front. So I almost feel like, although Harrowdeep technically was the beginning of Rivals. They almost felt like Nether Mazes when it really really got going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dead Hands says, good riddance to Championship. Making decks was always the worst part of the game. I mean, in the early days, I really enjoyed it, but it definitely, I lost the interest in it later on when we got into, I think it was during the lockdown when they were just hammering us with releases and there didn't seem to be like any reason to do it because they're like well i can buy this box and i can build a deck but i can't play so no what's the point yeah i mean yeah um, the, the pandemic certainly didn't help but i also just feel like uh, maybe this is the difference between a, a competitive player and a non-competitive player but just it was quite good fun making decks but actually doing it repeatedly <laughs> and it repeatedly changing eventually just got tedious because like well what is the point in working out what's good here because in three three months time it won't be anymore and i've yeah. wasted hours <laughs> yeah and especially for us because we were playing different warbands yeah every week yeah. so having to build a warband every week was and that's not necessarily a normal problem for everyone to have but it was definitely something that killed my desire off which 
sitting there. Yeah, it's funny. I, week on I week can't actually. I can't actually it. imagine playing the game any other way because that's the way we've always played it. So I can't. I can't really imagine just playing. Well, partly because we just play each other, but just turning up each week. Oh, what have you bought? Oh, I bought Gits. <laughs> what have you got? Yeah. Oh, I've got. I bought Gits again. <laughs> yeah. I'd just be like, no, I played Gits like three months ago. I can't play Gits again. Who am I going to play now? Eyes <laughs> of the Nine. No. No, nobody does. Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> no, nobody does that anymore. Apart from maybe Eric, Eric. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So, what, what warbands just going off a tangent slightly? What warbands do you think we're going to see in the Narwood? And it's people in the comments, actually. I don't know how many people are watching. Just pop it in the comments below. What do you think we're going to see? I'd love to see some kind of actual Nurgle warband, and I know that there is Nurgle in in Warcry in the Narwood Warcry thing mm -hmm. they brought out. I'd love to see a Nurgle demon warband, or at least a Nurgle warband that has a demon in it, whether it's a plague bear or something like that. Um, Nurglings, just a massive, a mass nine hexes of Nurglings. <laughs> no <laughs> yes, leader. That'd be awesome. Just <laughs> they could just they could just do all the different sassy Nurglings that they've released over time, just all of those on individual bases. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what else they could do really. It all comes down to them. Re-releasing old stuff. Uh, I've got no idea. Nicky Bell's Holman says Sylvaneth and Siege. Funny enough, I would like both of those. I'd like some really good uh, Sylvaneth models. I mean, the uh, Ilthari's are pretty good, but I think I think they, they they're a bit bizarrely. I think they're a bit dated now. Um, and I, I mean, would really love to see that. They were season two, weren't they? So yeah, yeah I really love to see some new sculpts um, from the Sylvaneth. And I always want a Siege Warband, and I, and I enjoy playing Eyes of the Night, but I don't feel like the, they were very well served in the game. So um, I would like to see them, but as you've said, I think Nurgle is probably more fitting uh, in the setting. I th we haven't seen any Storm... We didn't get any Stormcast in the last season, so I, I guess we're probably in for a Stormcast Warband, which will be... Yeah, after you, after you and John, or me, you and John were talking on Discord... I actually really would like to see, I don't know, they don't exist in the law, but I would really like to see some wooden Stormcast. Sort of almost like a mix between Sylvaneth and, and Stormcast. Because they do mix things up for um, yeah they do, for, for, for Underworlds. So some sort of uh, slightly feral Stormcast, I think, would be would be pretty cool. I'm sure it won't happen. Deadhand says um, more dwarves. I, th I think I'd like to see some dwarves of some description in there, although have we there had aren't many dwarf si factions. Have we had dwarves since Season 2? No, no, no. We had Thundrix in season two, and that was it. So, but then Maybe there we'll aren't many. Votan, come in, and they'll be like really hardcore. <laughs> three hammers, I'll five damage. We'll have to do another video. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I hadn't realised that it was a totally different universe. <laughs> Don't know why they got Brian Blessed uh, doing yeah, it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they got James Workshop because they couldn't afford Brian Blessed. To be honest. <laughs> I, I don't actually honestly know what they could do now. I mean, they're going to have to revisit Warbands, and they could just do anything at this point almost. I know we won't get Skaven, I know we won't get Orcs, so maybe we'll get another kind of Goblin Warband, maybe some kind of Forest Goblins or something like that. They keep like talking that. about the Goblins on the Spiders, don't they? Or people. Yeah, people Spider Riders. They. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. I, I, we haven't mentioned um, Cities of Sigmar. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think yeah, there's like a, like a fair to middling chance because of that piece of artwork that was on one of the announcements. Things that people, some cities of Sigwell looking people in the, in the forest, and also interestingly, yep. 
Um, some of the Dark Oath models are quite, they've got like one of them carrying a big Sigmarite type hammer. So they're almost like they've been taken from a city of Sigma or lost lost where they are yeah. on a picnic or something. Um, and I'd be interested to see whether that means that there might actually be another Cities of Sigma warband. And we know the Cities of Sigma book is due at some point in the not too distant future. Because they've released it, it's yeah, it's almost awesome. definitely happening, isn't it? They yeah, haven't bits and pieces said it, but there's well, they have said things like there. we're working on a new range, and they showed the weapons and things off, didn't they? So uh, yeah. it's definitely definitely coming. So I think we will see City Sigma, which I'm very excited about um, because I, um, well, because I have always liked Empire and such like. So I would, I'm very happy to see that. And you know, we Pete keeps talking about playing AOS. If I if I do, it'll be with City Sigma. Um, go on, go on, go on, go on. Maybe it'll have to be just with a bunch of grey models. So we'll just say sod it. We'll stick a bunch of models together and we'll play a game with a load of unpainted stuff just to see if it's crap. <laughs> it's time Maybe. for the sons of beer mat, beer mat to get into Underworld somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will be interesting. Yeah, one model. T- 20 wounds. Takes up four hexes. or Maybe more. Yeah. <laughs> Sterling North Can't, Masters, can't hold objectives. Yeah. Sterling asks if there's any chance we could play the Savage Orcs next time we play Underworlds. Well, we will be playing through the current um, season, the knockout tournament we've we've started. But after that, oh, excuse me, maybe maybe that'll be something we'll look at. Um, he said, is it because they're a bit pants? I don't think they're pants, but they're definitely tricky to play, I think. They're one of the trickier warbands. Yeah, and they, they um, are weaker now because the... Um Primacy. Primacy mechanic has cycled out, so they only they have to to have primacy they rely only on their on their warband cards. I quite enjoy playing them actually, but I have a feeling in the last outing you might have bought them and they didn't do very well. Or maybe I, I played them, them against well. your no, you had the lizard men and I had the savage orcs, that was the last game okay. we played and it right. I don't think it went well for me. But no, I guess I, I remember you having some rather disgusting dice. So <laughs> didn't 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 Clattrock, like roll <laughs> roll stupid yeah, I'm sure he did Very yeah, I'm sure he did yeah. quite nicely. So yeah, when's and then the Gav next plays knockout? Games. So, yeah, Gav asks when is the next one going to be? It's going to be on Tuesday next week. It is Tuesday, so less than a week. No, not less, not less than a week. Exactly a week's time. We'll be playing it this time next week. We'll be playing it, and it'll be uh, yep. my Grimwatch versus your. Exiled Dead. Exiled Dead. Ooh. So Electro Ghouls versus just your bog standard ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> your bog standard ghouls, really. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Stan Lawson um, said he would be going to see any Old World Empire troops, but then again, he'd be all over any kind of Old World sort of stuff. And I, I, I yeah, I think we'd both like to see more Cities of Sigma stuff. Cities of Sigma is definitely one of those armies, if it were ever to come out, we'd both be probably quite interested in both be going if i had no children (laughs) and no life (laughs) i would be i would be there and i'd be buying everything and i'd be getting it and i'd be painting it Uh, but i would have to give up every other hobby thing i do i think i was going to do that maybe i should maybe i should just do that yeah yeah screw it 
I mean, to be fair, <laughs> if they did release a, a Cities of Sigmar thing, you've got enough models that we could proxy a Cities of Sigmar army for a tester game and see how it went before we bothered dedicating any time. That is almost certainly true. That is almost certainly true. But you can't beat having new models. <laughs> that is true. That is and true. there's going to be, it's you bit... just know, you just know, I could bring out my infantry like on square bases, a gajillion of them, but you just know that they're going to have some crazy flying steam tank or, you know, some some new some aos some, some kind of war monument thing that's going to be pulled yeah. by like a horde of, of flagellants with some bloke on the top, half dragon, half whatever the hell, yeah, firing exactly. lightning from his eyes. Exactly. So, I, I, you know, whilst I do take your point that it would be... It, I could proxy them. I, I just, I just can't see myself doing that. And also, every now and again, I get the models out, and I, I painted them. And I spent a long time painting them, but they just, because of the advance in plastics and and all, all that kind of stuff, they just look a bit rubbish. <laughs> and indeed, it's my painting. a bit like, it's a bit like we were talking about Gav Thorpe because he did not Gav Thorpe, um, the other guy who did the um, the dioramas who who oh, yeah, released um, that one. Of, yeah. Sorry, Mike McVeigh. Yeah. yeah, and he released that ogre for the latest Golden Demon, which does look fantastic. And he did that old Durham with all of the Warhammer Quest models in it. And I remember that looking fantastic. And there are all the different levels of the manor, and then it went down into the sewer, and then there was the underground crypt bit and all that. And I remember that being fantastic. And then I went away and found pictures of it, and I thought, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I, the idea is great. The, the painting that's there is is great. The models are there, but yeah, I, they're not as good as they used to be. Wasn't there two idiots a while back saying they, they were all getting into too much stuff? Absolutely, and we will never change. <laughs> Who were those two idiots? I'm sure they we will were never familiar, change. There is always. This is not called the Shiny Gaze Podcast for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> there is always. I've been. I think I might have said this last time. I've been reading a book. Just happens to be set in Dark Ages Ireland, and I've been looking at all these Irish historical models <laughs> and board games and things based on. Based it's on just the too many shiny things and yeah. not enough time and money to to enjoy them all. And that's it's that's time. The real well, problem. Money. It's time, but the money the money doesn't feature because it's it's time. If I, if I had the time, then then there wouldn't be enough money. But, <laughs> but I think, it, I, think I was going to say I, I think the money does feature after a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't mean like, oh, money is no object. I just mean it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, the, it doesn't come into the equation at the moment because the lack of time is too. It's, it, the is too high. Oh, the lack of time is too high. That makes sense. There is time is too low in the in the equation yeah. to actually bother to even for the money to even come into it <laughs> at this point. Yeah, there, there's definitely an aspect to it all now these days with the, with the Warhammer models and and everything coming out. That I look at it and I go, I would buy that in an instant if I thought remotely I'd have any time to put it together, but I've learnt enough now to know I won't put it together, I won't paint it, I won't play with it, and that does stop me most of the time buying yeah. stuff. I say that knowing full well that I have these currently. Ah, they're nice and shiny, almost like <laughs> they're the still in the shrink wrap thing. Yeah, I convinced they myself still are in I... Their <laughs> Unsurprisingly, they're still in their shrink wrap. Um, I convinced and so myself there. I didn't need that. Yeah, I mean it doesn't. I, I can't complain, but we also got we got into the dark, 
you know, didn't we? And I've got the Crute models sitting up on the side because I haven't looked at those yet. And I've got some Horus Heresy models up there that I haven't painted yet. And I can't painted one. Again. I painted yeah, I one into the Dark model. <laughs> I'm going to do the rest so, now, as well as everything else. I mean, so it's I, almost there is Narwood's coming too, so that's going to re require some painting. Um, and yeah. you'll, I presume you're going to be trying to get your mitts on the uh, skeletons. Oh yes, I would very much like yeah. that if we if we can. Yeah. So I can't can't complain, but I, at least it has stopped me buying most stuff. Although yes. that Skaven went, army did I, come I, out, that special offer Skaven army, and I was kind of <laughs> watching that with with more than a little bit of interest. I kind of switched my attention to board games because board games they feel more accessible because they don't require all the pre-planning, you know, the pre-prep. You haven't got to paint them and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I have since realised, and they, and they're generally cheaper as well. But I've since realised I don't play those too much either. But this week I did play the Lord of the Card Game, Living Card Game, with my son again. Ooh. So that was an exciting moment for me. Got very excited. Nice. Okay, so moving so, on. Go on. Sorry. Quickly, Gav plays games. Said that he thought some kind of Heroes from the Cursed City warband would be quite good for Underworlds. That would be quite cool. Um, I suspect though that once GW releases a model, they're done with trying to. You know, reuse that model in we another don't have system. Much, uh, Although they did with reuse. they did with Underworlds and Warcry, so I can't complain about that. But other than I that, think that, isn't that like, just to get more movement. people? That's to get more people to buy the small games, isn't it? Because they can then use them in the big games. I think. I think. They, I they think tend so, to yeah. come the other way. Uh, although they've repurposed models for some of the starter set type sets, but uh, a little bit. But I suspect yeah. that they did them originally for the start sets, and they oh, released yeah, yeah. them because they could sell them in general AOS as well. So. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, maybe we just talked across purposes there. But it I, I don't it's think they would release something for AOS or. Yeah, I, I just don't think they would release something for AOS or a separate box game and then use it in something like Underworlds. Okay. Uh, well, the things the things for the AOS like the things that ended up in um, the Dreepers, Wraith Creepers, and and uh, those Stormcast have come down from uh, from AOS. Into, but did they come out in AOS first? Were they actually released in AOS first? Yeah, yeah, they were in the I know that they were on display, but were they actually... Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Stand correct yeah. there. Tom D says, hi guys. Hello, Tom D and Warm Tunes on the world. Greetings to you both. Yes, hello to everybody watching so, tonight. It's great to have you on. So that's a bit of Underworld. That's a bit of Underworld out the way. What's next on the list, Robin? Well, next on the list is our Marlowe moment, Peter. Marlowe moment. We need some kind of thing to play for the Marlowe moment. Here we go. Yeah. You're never going to hear it. You're never going to be able to hear no. it. But you can, no, you can, can put it in it. afterwards for the for the podcasters. At, at <laughs> I will. I will add it to the podcast. Um, and then it kind of ruined it because then we both times. Well, the time we then talk about it being on the podcast. So, <laughs> so anyway, maybe I'll cut that bit out. Yeah. Anyway, so the Marlowe moment this week is very topical. Um, in your opinion, what makes Underworld mm. such a great game to play? And we'll try and wrap it up quite quickly. Uh, but this is a uh, question asked by Mr. Marlowe, one of our patrons. What makes it such a great game to play? Hmm. I think for me, it's the fact that it's a very simple game, relatively speaking. There's not tons of stuff going on, and it's a fairly short game, which means you don't have to invest a lot into it. You can sort of sit there and go, let's play a game of Underworlds. And if you're not recording it, and you're not like us and blathering on for ages, you can play it in about half an hour, and then boom, yeah. you can do something else if you want. Yeah. 
I think it is, uh, the reason I think it's a great game to play, first it's on hexes, um, which I thought was going to be Pete's go-to answer. I can't um, believe I missed that. <laughs> I just assume everything's on hexes these days. I'm just like, surely, surely that's, every, that's why everything is. But I think it hits that kind of war game kick in a, in a quick in quick format. You get that tactical feeling that you're. In fact, in some ways, I find it more tactical than the big AOS type games because I don't, I haven't played them for a long time to be fair. But I don't find them very tactical. I find it literally is just, you know, it's just almost not, not luck. But I just. I don't really know what any of the decisions I'm making are when I play those games, and I, you know, they, they may or may not come off. But in Underworld, there are definite objectives and goals and planning in a much tighter format, and that's why I like them. That's why that's why I like it. You could argue if you knew more about AOS and its mechanics, you might know a bit more about. I, I, I absolutely, what you're doing, I, I totally but, take that. I totally take that. Um, but, but I, I do, just, I do like the fact that the. Um, the, the the objectives make it much clearer. Do X, Y, Z, you know. Mm. Whereas in and, AOS, and I think it's the tighter, kind of yeah, the tighter, more controlled board space as well. I just think adds to that whole you know feeling of being more in control of the tactics. Yeah, you can only do certain things. I can only do certain things. And although yes, when you're deck building, there is some pre preparation. It, it, it's likely to be balanced across the board, whereas actually in AOS it could be completely, you know, you, you, the, the opponent might just be able to just stamp you into the ground no matter what you do. And I don't ever feel like that in yeah. Underworlds, even though I often get stamped into the ground when playing. <laughs> I mean, the AOS game I played during Agents Con was fun. Um, it did feel... A bit like in that because you just bring your army and you've got your army book and stuff it did almost feel a bit like you were unfair sometimes if you were like oh by the way I do this which means I can then do this and that and I also get this and I add this on and your opponent's constantly just going well okay uh, guess I'll just give up now then kind of kind of feel whereas in Underworlds you don't yeah, feel and that I hate as much because it's like okay you're playing that card but I could play a similar card and it wouldn't be much different yeah. and that's why I don't like that's why I don't feel it's tactical so much. And you might, people might argue that being able to work out all those combinations is tactical. But, you know, I, I almost feel, I don't feel like this. I have felt like this at Underworld at times, but I've almost felt like the bigger games. It's a case of if you remember your modifiers better than your opponent remembers his modifiers, then you'll win the game. I think, I think it is partially that. And I think it's also about building that optimum sort of thing. If I want to take this hero and this unit and this magic spell and this magic weapon because then they all add up to give you this dirty combo it was a bit like that um moonstone combination that i, I saw on the discord that matt mentioned the other day yeah if you take three specific moonstone models you can do a thing where you move one up then you then use another character to trigger their um their ability which automatically fails that means that the person who's just died uh, that person whose abilities just failed automatically can pick somebody else and both they and the other person both die straight away and then you can use the third model to bring that model back from the dead. So you can just use it like as an immediate assassination of just taking out a model and then bringing your model back again. It's like it's that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I, I have to say Moonstone, I feel a little bit. And I think that's part of the freeform thing. I, I find Moonstone, again, I, I, we haven't played it that much, but I, I don't really feel like I understand the tactics of Moonstone and it's just a case of just having fun with the cards. 
Um, yeah. and, I, and I don't, I haven't really got to the bottom of the tactics. Whereas Underworld, very quickly you start to see there are tactics you can block access, you can, you know, you can push people into the right places or the wrong places, etc., etc. And it's yeah. all every action has, and you because you've got you've only got twelve, twelve actions in a game, kind of thing. Yeah. So you you have to really think about that and what you're doing. So I think I think that's 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 why Underworld is such a great game. You put your hand over me. Yeah. I'm trying to get my stupid my my stupid camera to focus on me so podcasters don't care about it. But I'm slightly out of okay. focus, I think, and my background is more in focus, which is really annoying me. Right. We've got a quick segue from uh quick segues. From 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 Sterling. I'm gonna to have to say uh, Sterling, I'm just gonna put how you spell segue. It's like that. <laughs> okay. Chat. Uh, so that, that's a segue is a thing that's a thing that you ride on <laughs> um, and um, that's a thing yeah. you ride so <laughs> which of our favourite aeronautical squadrons fleet airplanes whatever well if anybody says anything other than the orcs then um, you know they're wrong <laughs> I like the uh, I've, I've always had a soft spot for the Necrons so they're definitely my, my number one pick the croissants yeah, I, I like I like yeah. the orcs, and I also like the um, ones that look a bit like Harrier jump jets. The Imperial oh, ones, yeah. I think the Imperial Navy ones yeah, are yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So next, then moving on, we've got the um, I've put night warts on the uh, which is something else entirely uh, on the, the agenda. Warm? Night warts. <laughs> oh dear. The night wars release. So the Curse City night wars. I don't want to say very much about this. Um, but I don't know if you've seen our unboxing. We did. An, I did an unboxing video. Games Workshop sent me a copy. I'm obviously on the list to get that for some reason. Um, we we were quite vocal in our discontent about the um, Curse City release, and we've never played it because we were going to. I think, but it was during lockdown time time ish. It was quite difficult to get together, and then it just vanished off the face of the earth, and it was just really badly handled. James Workshop beefed it up, uh, beefed it up, um, hiked it up, then just it, you know they were sold out, and then they didn't. It's like it didn't exist. We have there's a running joke on the Patreon Discord of you know well, what's what's Cursed City because you just couldn't find it anywhere. You couldn't you know, Games Workshop didn't talk about it, and and they're bringing it back, and that's great. And obviously, well. I hadn't realised quite how many people enjoy the game. So I reviewed the Night War, Night Wars, Night Wars box. We'll say reviewed. I quick I, I, I get a quick read through and went over it. And, um, you know, it's it's quite good at what it does, but it's got its faults. You can go and watch the video if you want to see what I thought of it. But it's sold out already. So I yeah, thought like people would be like... minutes almost. Yeah, people would be like, well... You know, why do we need this for? I barely play Cursity. Nobody plays it. I can't get hold of a box, and it's sold out. And I just was so surprised by that. And I think people are always going on about the you know, people. There are content providers going on about the death of Games Workshop, and you know they've ruined it and whatever. But if that is sold out now, maybe Games Workshop only made ten copies, and that's why it's sold out. I don't know. But they, you know, if that is sold out. There is no way that GW is in trouble because it didn't even have any miniatures in it. Um, okay, it yeah. wasn't that expensive comparatively, but it didn't have any miniatures in it. It was for a game that they barely supported uh, and that rightly would have uh, irritated people at the time, and it still sold out. Which makes me wonder, what could GW actually get away with selling? You know, 
I don't yeah, know. They could, could, probably... could they just start gift wrapping turds and sending them out in the post? <laughs> and people still still buy them. If they hyped it up enough, I don't know. I don't know. That's not to say that it well, is a turd, well, but it just literally. I mean, I just feel like they can't do anything wrong. <laughs> you say that, but is it a limited edition turd? Because well, then I might be interested. Yeah, it's Forge World only. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Resin. I, no, I'm not interested. Then. <laughs> um, in that case, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, it's a Titan. Um, <laughs> So anyway, that was my, my, my thought on Nightwars. I was absolutely gossip about it, I think, because we are on good terms with Hobby Hermit, who runs the excellent Will and Games uh, tech side, and he said they'd sold out, and that was by about quarter past ten. They'd sold out of their allocation. Now, they may, again, maybe only allocated one copy, but they sold out of their allocation in record time, and I just... <laughs> it's mad. It is just mad. So other things that might have, may or may not have sold out uh, would include the, um, I forgot what they're called, the League, League of Votan, is it? League of Votan. The League of Votan. Votan. Yeah. I've put three A's in it, in it on the agenda. Rubbish. Um, rubbish it's one A, dwarves. two N's. Sorry? Rubbish Space Dwarves, basically. Space Dwarves, yes, yes. Uh, squats. They're not squats. They're not squats well. because they're not bikers, so they're not squats. They're not bikers? They're not bikers. The old squats used to be like dwarf bikers. They had trikes and they had like big bushy beards and sunglasses on and stuff like that. They were clearly like like Hell's Angels biker dwarves in space. Okay. These new ones are rubbish. Hell's Angel biker dwarfs in space. That sounds like a B-movie waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> and some of the vehicles yeah, I mean, the, the I, I have rubbish. I, I, I've kind of given up following much about... Um, 40k because yeah. as somebody else pointed out there's just not enough time well we pointed out there isn't enough time or money to, say, to, to pursue us. everything to pursue everything um yeah. so i kind of i mean i i, I kind of know what's happening but i don't really like I, yeah i'm giving up trying, I'm trying to follow it but yeah, yeah the, couldn't you couldn't not follow this because of the outcry about this this the, the, the outrage yeah, and then and then GW released this funny, in inverted commas, video <laughs> about um, about the yeah about the situation, which is that basically they made it too good, and people were up in arms about the fact they made it too good. There was there was an outcry, and then people made it well. Not everybody was happy with the video. I mean, I thought it was it was quite funny. It was quite funny, and I would say unprecedented that GW would do something like that. I can't think. I mean, like if you take their take their stance on Cur City, which was to pretend that there was absolutely nothing wrong and it was all brilliant, um, just and, just know, deny and, there was even anything that yeah. happened at all, or and even did the game existed? Yes, uh, and then th so it's a marked difference in twelve to eighteen months. I can't remember how long ago it was. That's when uh, Cur City came out. Uh, and I was I was surprised to see them do that. And it really does it really does sort of um, they really are opening up at that point and holding their hands up and saying we screwed up we've done something which is so bad obviously bad that you know we've got to come forward and do something about it now because there was just so much online outcry about it all. You've you've got a. Yeah, that that's a lot for a company to do to basically say we've really cocked up here. Yeah, and but do you think they should have done? 
well, it's a tough one, really. It's um, I watched the video by um, Ash from Gorilla Games, and I kind yeah. of agree with him. So I kind of think they shouldn't have done anything about it. I kind of figure they should just. I mean, back previous seasons GW before the current version of GW, in previous iterations, they would have just released an army and gone. There you go. Don't care if you don't like it. Really, we're not doing anything about it. We probably won't even release all the models for it anyway. So you know. You know, but it's that thing that now they're really responsive and stuff like that. And I kind of, it, I can see why some people, more casual people like you or I, could get more annoyed with them releasing something and almost straight away going, actually, we've changed some stuff in it. Because you're like, I've just bought this and you're already, pin, you know, poncing around with the numbers and things like that. But I can see why, um, people who in the more competitive sphere like uh, the honest war gamer who follows and and tracks a lot of these things and general competitive players would be happy with it but i can see both sides of the argument here yeah i i forgot what i was going to say no i i um <laughs> you agree completely I, I, with in... me and you're going to buy me some chocolate well i could do that but i, I i'm i'm in two minds because i do think that it's it, it's good that GW are listening to the community. I, I think that's good. Um, Can't deny that. In Ash's video, he talked about a game which I've never played called War Machine. Is it called? I think or something yeah. like that. War Machine. And that yeah. he was saying basically that at one point it wasn't quite on a parity with 40k, but it had a big following. And then they decided yeah. it was going to be they were going to focus on the competitive market, and they they kept balancing it balancing balancing and it kind of killed the game and ash's fear or uh, worry is that um gw are going to do the same with um 40k by just trying to balance it all the time and he said ultimately you could spend all the time balancing this stuff but you, that doesn't get you any money what gets you money is people buying models so they should keep they should focus entirely on 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 making models and not worrying about balance which I don't agree with, and he didn't quite say it like that. But if you took his argument to its logical conclusion, it was they could, as long as they keep making cool stuff, people will keep buying it, and there obviously is some truth to that. But I think if they keep making cool stuff, but the new cool stuff is really, really much better than the old cool stuff, then people are starting going to get, start to get pissed off, whether they're competitive or not. Because at the end of the day, we all have a little bit of competitiveness in us, and we might love the Tau aesthetic and army and whatever, but if you're going to bring your Tau army to the table and every time you play somebody brought out an army that's been made in the last two years, it annihilates you. You're going to stop playing because it's it's not any fun, is it? Being I mean, I would say that GW... I would say GW have been doing that for the last couple of decades, though. They have been making sure the newest thing coming out is the latest hotness. Maybe not so much in AOS. I think I've I've read that in AOS armies are just as likely to come out and be absolute hot mess nonsense rubbish as they are right. the next most overpowered thing but I, I think they've been doing that in most of their in most of their games since dot they haven't changed that and people still keep buying the new stuff because it's new and shiny i think it does piss people off i think some people do get very annoyed with it but i don't think it annoys more people than it attracts or keeps pulling back into the game and making them buy stuff which it's unbalanced Sorry, it doesn't annoy people that it's unbalanced. That the new stuff is no. Too I good. think it does. 
I think right. it does, but, but I don't think that stops people but, buying stuff. Right. Okay. So but does that mean that this? I mean, I, I haven't really caught caught massively onto this. The problems with the vegan vote times. Were, were they just too good then? Do you think they just were too yeah. too advanced? Because they Some said the they play they tested them. They play tested them against the other new things, and they were they were they were okay against the other new things. Well, that that has that ties into that continual um, what do they call it? I would say scope creep, but that's the wrong phrase. Uh, power scale creep. creep. Um, power creep. Yeah. 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 I think they, that some of their excuses were they played against a couple of other armies that had come out recently. They were also quite overpowered. So I think yeah. they'd they maybe. It sounds like their playtesting wasn't very thorough on some of it, that they should have been pitching it. The tester in me immediately sits there and thinks, okay, you've got a range of war, you've got a range of armies. You know some of them are really good and you know some of them are really rubbish. So you need to play test against a selection across that board, really rubbish ones, really good ones, and make sure it doesn't always beat the really rubbish ones and it doesn't always lose to the really good ones. And that sounds mm. like asking for the impossible but that's that's the task that you've got to have when you're doing that kind of thing is, is come up with that kind of balance somehow and it feels like I they d- missed that completely this time around I do kind of feel that playtesting is not their strength having, having played Underworlds for I, five or six yeah, years I, <laughs> I do feel that yeah I do I do feel they, they lack some of that and I remember reading some of that they were getting rid of lots of their playtesters because there would be leaks and other things happening that they didn't like so they were getting rid of lots of external playtesters and keeping it all internal but unfortunately you can only hire so many internal playtesters who mm. you know are going to play it different ways so yeah know. I mean it's a really it's not a task I envy because I think it is I think ultimately it's impossible to, to balance it all the time um, yeah. and I think as somebody commented somewhere I can't remember where no, nobody did deliberately you know what I mean? There might have been there might have been mistakes made, but nobody deliberately bought out something that was that was too too powerful or was going to upset people. Nobody nobody does that. I'm I'm yeah I'm pretty certain that they weren't sitting around the uh, the table. You know the the board of directors weren't sitting there all going, we need to make Votan incredibly overpowered so everybody buys them and then we can release the next incredibly overpowered warband. I, I don't think. It's um, it's an intentional thing that way. I'm, I'm sure there was probably some pressure to try and make sure that the latest army was whizzy and fantastic and had loads of cool stuff. But when you do that, it can get easily carried away into being over the top at the same time. And I think it, it's what it's Hanlon's razor, isn't it? You know, don't assume malignant or don't don't assume it's on purpose or whatever when it's basically just someone being stupid. Their best incompetence. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's something like that, isn't it? Um, and um, Hadland's razor is. Oh, I'm going to quote it now so I get it right. Um, where the hell is it? I can't even find it now. Uh, Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. And stupidity might be a strong word, but I think yeah, it was more people cocked up than people sat in there and went excellent. We'll make them incredibly overpowered and everyone will buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see it across other games. I mean, I, I don't play a lot of other games, but the Marvel Crisis Protocol, um, the new Malkeith model apparently is just crazy and everybody's taking it's broken. I don't know whether they're really good, but the new Sentinel models are ridiculous in size and scale compared with everything else. That feels like it's going. The, you know, it's gone the same way. Um, and so, you know, I don't think it's a unique 
it's a unique problem. They only tested it against the two other armies. Yeah, they see that that just feels like a bad idea. I don't know if that is I mean, we're only going by kind of what they've said, how much that's true versus, you know, I'm sure they've probably spent a lot of their time against two other armies. And if that's the case, that is mostly stupid rather than malicious. Because that's just Oh yeah. Again, putting yeah. my tester hat on, just doing testing against two other armies. I don't think anybody would sit there and look at that and go, that seems like a really adequate way of testing this. It's like, surely anybody else could have sat yeah. and gone, maybe more than two would be a good idea. <laughs> it does also make you make me wonder, and I wondered this before, whether 40k really is, should be a competitive game, should be played competitively. Because it's got so many moving parts, it, it's impossible to balance. And it's so exploitable, it's impossible to yeah. be fair. And so you basically are asking for, you know, if they were MPs, they would fill out the best uh, expense accounts. You know what I mean? It's basically, it's, <laughs> yeah. a, count, it's a countercy by any other name or tax, tax evasion by any, tax avoidance rather by any other name. It, it kind of just, it's a game. The, 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 the breaking, the, well, I've, I've mentioned this before. I used to find it in Underworlds too. The, it's a competition to see whether you can break the rules. Within, Absolutely, within the I rules. think you know uh, that, that, that an underworld's file like that. You you know it's basically a co- the, the the best players who build the best decks are basically trying to find loopholes and uh, bits to exploit where in where rules interactions are a bit quirky and that you know yeah. that that can be a sport if you want it to be, but maybe it shouldn't be well, that, played excessively competitively. That's why I kind of never seen the point in playing competitive 40k or competitive AOS or really even competitive like Underworlds, any of those things. I think are largely pointless because what is good now or what you do now to win isn't going to be true in six months, possibly even three months, because GW change rules, they change armies, they bring out new stuff. You know, if if someone came along to you now and said, "I was the world champion Warhammer Fifth Edition player in 1998." No one to give a shit because it means nothing now. It, it literally means I played, you know, I was great at Atari. No one cares, old man. Go away and die. It's it's the past, you know. And, and if you win something now like that, it's just I found the loophole and the way to exploit the game to be able to win in this situation, in this one situation, in this one point in time, which isn't even relevant six months later, even. I I, I sort of see what you mean. I mean, everybody will remember, say, Usain Bolt. Uh, but I, 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 and he in, in history or, or other people that Sebastian Co. But that said, that said, uh, you know, some winning an Underworlds tournament or not an Underworlds tournament, a Warhammer 40k table tournament against Usain Bolt would be where you took the bus because you found a loophole and nothing said anywhere that you couldn't take the bus. So, but, you, but the you, difference, you, <laughs> the difference there is, you know, with Usain Bolt, you know, with with chess masters and that kind of thing. The game didn't change. The competition no. didn't change. No, absolutely. It was, you had to run. You just had to run a hundred meters as fast as you freaking could. There's yeah. no change in that. It's not like you know, um, someone came along and and they said, "I oh, actually this time round for this Olympics we're going to allow rocket boots." And like, <laughs> next time round, they're like, "Actually, we're not going to allow rocket boots now, but everyone can take as many steroids as they like, so fucking go crazy." You know, it was the same. 
every time. I mean, there you've was a got, period where you've everyone... got all these drugs. You can take whichever ones you want before exactly. the race goes. You, you I reckon pick. off topic. <laughs> I reckon off topic, different thing. But I reckon they should do an Olympics where they just allow people to take as many performance-enhancing drugs as possible and just see how frigging crazy it can get. Just to see, you know, the the hundred meters in three point nine seconds, but they did explode just after they got over the finish line. So I feel like I feel like there's some health implications there that perhaps probably ought to not be explored. <laughs> I'd, I'm, I'd, I'd be okay. I mean, if people want to do that, it'd be a bit like wrestling, you know, WWE, where you just have these giants of men doing ridiculous things. But yeah, it it basically, you know, because of that, I I see very little point in in GW trying to balance things because. Mm it's going to change in three, six months or whatever, because they're going to change it. So why bother worrying about it now? Just go, oh, well, and move on. You, you mentioned well, While we're start, going off topic, sorry, sorry, while we're going off topic, I just want to carry on the sporting thing. Downhill skiing, right? But not where they do time yeah. trials, where everybody, everybody goes at once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would just be, go, Whoa! that's what I always just, want Yeah, to see anyway. who finishes. It'd be like yeah. Destruction <laughs> Derby, but on ice. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Sorry. So, um, With a jump at the end. <laughs> just taking each other out. I'd pay to see that. Pay to watch that. Um, but it's a bit like you said at the start, Ash was saying about how War Machines, like, they focused really heavily on competitive and like where are they now? And there was also, I can't remember the people who did Guild Ball and they, they can yeah. Guild Ball because you know they made it really balanced and basically their excuse was, oh, it's too balanced now, so... We're going to stop doing it. Like, was effectively I mean, nobody bought anything, which I suppose is kind suppose, of Ash's yeah. point. Which is, you know, if you balance it perfectly yeah. and you keep releasing balancing, because GW doing these three month, I can't what they call them, balance tablets or something. Uh, yeah, or maybe that was a yoga thing. Um, I they, um, you know, you won't need to, you won't ever need to buy a new army because yours will be just as good. Which is an interesting point because. In some ways, part of me thinks, well, chess is a good game, and nobody's changed, nobody's changed that. But at the same time, you know, you don't want GW to go out of business or the company that you like to go out of business, and you do, and buying new armies is nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why you could argue. I think, you could argue. Sorry. Go on now, after you. I was going to say you could argue that if everything was balanced, you wouldn't matter which army you bought, so you might be more likely to buy one. Yeah, but I, I suspect if everything was balanced enough, there would be certain things you'd always take. There'd be certain things you wouldn't take. It's a bit like in Underworlds. Mm. If everything, you know, when they when they really start to get the, the championship setups balanced, you would see the same warbands a lot of the time, the same cards all of the time. There was no variance. There was some people would try crazy new things every now and then, but it would only work with certain warbands in certain ways, and people would then find ways to counter it and stuff. But yeah, I think if you balance it all, it's going to get really boring. And I think part of GW's thing that's kept them going all this time is the fact that they don't, they haven't in the past deliberately tried to make things too balanced. They've just released stuff into the wild and just quite often in the past, you know, before Roundtree came on board, they've just left fans to, you wouldn't ever get a response from GW when they said, oh, you've released squats there, overpowered, you just get, I don't care, don't buy them or buy lots of them, you know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> and let the, because I think Ash did, they used to let the um, tournament organisers sort it out. So they would yeah. restrict, restrict stuff or whatever. And it's I think a, that's, it's that's an the interesting way they did one. it. 
It's definitely an interesting one. I'm, I'm not sure where I, where I feel on it, because I, I think I said to you when we were talking about it, there's part of me that doesn't want to get involved in a game where I could buy... Um, uh, well, I'll use tower again, because I quite like the tower, though you don't, but the, you know, I could buy a tower army, but it actually would, could just be shit, and therefore I would never win a game with it. And I've got no idea when I start. It's a bit like when you on a smaller scale when you start Necromunda or something you just build the models because the ones that look cool but actually they're rubbish and that means that basically every game you're going to end up being cut to pieces mashed um, yeah. mashed just because you set it up wrong at the start I don't like that that puts me off that's one of the reasons why I've never really wanted to play AOS or um, uh, 40,000 because I just feel like not that I want to win but in order to you want to know, in order to not lose, if that makes sense, I yeah. feel like I have to have knowledge of the game, too much knowledge of the game, from the outset when I don't even know what I'm doing, when I literally and I don't want to because they're not yeah. cheap, are they? I don't want to spend sixty pounds getting a unit of marines for them just to be crap, because yeah. that's a total waste of money and time because you paint them all as well. Yeah, now, and I, and I, there are. There are some people who don't mind that, and they they, they like the narrative side of it. But I, I, I don't want somebody to go. Oh, well, actually, I, I've got this trick where I can just you know decimate that unit before you even move it anywhere. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of the reason why whenever you see a new game come out, or whenever people are new to a game, Kill Team Forty K OS, one of the first things generally they ask is, "What's good? You know, what are the yeah. good armies?" And they'll immediately be met by two kinds of people. One will be the, you want to get this army and do this and this and this, and you'll, you know, you'll be overpowered and you'll win all your games. And then you've got the other people who are like, it doesn't matter, just play what you like. It's like, it's all well and good saying play what you like. And I definitely ascribe to that, that way of thinking. Uh, you know, buy the models you like, rule of cool, play what you want, and have fun with it. it. But it's hard to have fun with it when every time you sit down for a game, you get your face kicked in. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it, taking it. Yeah, Sort of back to what you were saying earlier, if you played Moonstone and you just took the models that looked nice and then you went to a competition and everybody took that broken combination you were talking about, you'd have a shit time. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you weren't very yeah. competitive, you'd have a shit time because, you know, it's like, oh, well, my model's dead this way. Oh, another one's dead now. Oh, and another one's dead. And that, you know, that would be the end. You just wouldn't, it wouldn't be fun. Um, uh, but I guess so, I guess the key there is don't don't play competitive if you're not you know if you don't want to get into that yeah, game. Yeah, but I, I, and again, I haven't got a lot of experience with this, so maybe I, what I'm saying isn't true. But I feel like and I felt like this with Underworld. It, just because you're not playing competitively doesn't mean you're not playing. Doesn't mean that everybody people. It's hard not to play competitively. If you know what I mean? You can you could not be a dick, but it's hard. It's hard to, you know, when you built a deck in Underworld, you always built the best deck that you could build. You didn't tend yeah. to build something that was, that you didn't think was very good, if you see what I mean. So, and, and people, yeah. you, people will say, oh, it doesn't matter what the card rotation is because yeah, you, that's just for competitive play. Well, reality is, if you go to the club with your warband, everybody's going to expect you to be playing whatever the latest way to play is. Okay, the water's a bit muddy now, but in those days, it was like, well, everybody, if you turn up with ready for action and time trap. In the during the peace grave era, then you're not going to get a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, war machines. Yeah, war machines says you, you can still could, want yeah, to yeah. win without being competitive, and that's true. Yeah, but if you want to win, but you don't do anything to try and enhance your chances, 
you're probably always going to be wanting to win without actually winning. And, it, and it's <laughs> like that. Getting a balance somewhere between not being uber competitive, but still being able to, from a casual angle, have a chance to win. I think it depends on who you play in the area you're playing. Obviously, when we play each other, there's a level of competitiveness, but there's a level of casualness. We both kind of want to win, but we're not too fussed about it for the most part, unless we both had a shit day. And then you would lose yeah. two games on the trot, and that can be a bit annoying. <laughs> but... but you both know the other person hasn't tried to exploit a, a loophole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, we, wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't do that. Or, or, or one of us would say, you know, oh, well, actually, you don't want to put that there. I was thinking, oh, I can't say that. Uh, but I, I um, you, uh, you know, uh, you, we would say, well, you don't want to put that there, or you've just moved that onto the wrong hex, or, or something like that, to yeah. say that the other person, because there's no, there's no fun winning that way either. But just to just pull back to what I would say that although I don't want to be in a world where I, I could just pick my army and then find that ten other armies are much better than it, and I should have picked something else. Equally, I'm because I'm fussy. Equally. What puts me off is knowing that there's all these ridiculous FAQs and balancing things and the points have changed, and that is just as off-putting. So I don't know what the right answer is, that, because that's just as off-putting. It's like, well, so you've got this book, but you also need to look here to see whether you can you can play, still play that combination of things. And I don't know how yeah. any complicated game gets around that. I'm not sure it can. And probably I should just go off and choose an army and just play that. And no, at one point, at some point, it will have its day in the sun. And be quite good. Yeah, I, I think that's it. it. It all comes down to really whether you're, whether you think you're going to be in a position where you're going to be going and playing people, in what could even be remotely considered a competitive thing, um, or not. And I think we could be quite happy and and safe in the fact that whatever we bought and played with, it wouldn't be competitive, so we wouldn't have to worry about the opponent. But sometimes it could be quite hard. Because we've definitely had this problem in Underworlds where one person plays one warband, someone else plays another, and one is just better than the other, and there's no way around it. It's not that you play them, uh, you know, you deliberately play them in a fashion that abuses a rule, it's just some warbands outclass other warbands, and then mm. whoever's got the worst warband, you're just going to lose. Now, in Underworlds, that's not a, as big an investment because you just bought a warband, no. you could buy another one change your deck you can do a lot of other stuff but in 40k or aos it's like well i've spent 250 pounds on this army and i basically get my face rubbed in the dirt every time i play with it whoever i play whether it's casual or not and yeah i hate in games and you know this from when you've played me i hate it when you're you're sitting on whatever game it is you're playing and there's just nothing you can do yeah you know there's just really just like well i just have no options and that can happen in underworlds um, yeah. and you just like you know, and I've talked about it before but you're just like if I just get a glory then I, you know I can I can at least do something I might, I'm probably not going to win but I can at least do something I can, I can get get part part of the way to my plan even though the plan has gone shot to pieces I remember playing a game with you and I you know I, I, every time I thought I'd get a glory you'd be like oh I'm going to play this reaction which means you don't you don't <laughs> get that or and I just yeah. was absolutely <laughs> devastated by the end I think because I just thought I just didn't enjoy that at all because I just could not play the game and, I, and nobody wants to, to to buy into something and then find that that happens to them every week <laughs> I think realistically I don't think you're ever going to have that a lot 
No. And I think even in AOS or 40k, if you're in a group of people and you're all just buying stuff for fun, I don't think you're ever going to come up with that. No, probably not. Probably not. That was more of a. But, but, that's what I hate in games. But that, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I hate that's, that as well. And yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think that. Um, yeah, it, it's that kind of thing that you just kind of think, well, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to buy into it. I don't want to spend X amount on it because I don't want to risk having something that's rubbish. But at the same time, you're probably not a lot of the time going to have something that's that rubbish. And sometimes it's just going to come down to dice. And there's always somebody, when you have larger groups of people at gaming clubs and stuff, there's always one guy who's always got the latest awesome thing, which he'll (laughs) be able to wipe out the floor with everyone with. But the reality is often they never get around to gluing it together or painting it anyway. So before they move on to the next thing and everybody else just keeps chugging along with whatever they're doing. The reason I don't play iOS is I can't cope with the number of modifiers. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and things and interlocking components of the of the rule set. I, that's why I don't play it. I think I think that could depend on the war bands. I definitely didn't have as bad a time when I played at AOS uh, at Agents Con twenty two. You Warfare talked about it afterwards when we were in the pub afterwards. Talking about the various things you had to remember, like the contagion points and this. I can't remember what else. Picnic points. I can't remember what they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just thought that just to me that just sounds like uh, let's play accounting. Accounting of Sigma. There was, there was a little bit of that, but that, again, it can depend on the warband. Not not every warband has that many things that do that kind of thing. So right. yeah, swings and roundabouts, yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'll play the breeze block warband. Well, that though, I just don't do it. Well, I get I, to an extent. It's very tough. It's got a lot like, of wounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to, you know, Stormcast could be a bit like that. It's just. You know, they don't they don't do a lot special, they're just I dead art. I bet they and do. I bet they do if you get deep down into it. Although you played Storm, Stormcast, didn't you? Yeah, um, Matt had Stormcast and he had a yeah. he had like a special where when people die they explode and they might do some mortal wounds. But I think that was about the main right. special thing he had going. So what there wasn't masses there. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I I think on balance that the video the games which I did was good because I think it showed that they care about their players now you can argue that they shouldn't care about their players but I I think probably on balance it's better to know that a company does care about what their audience think than doesn't care about it yeah they get a lot of negative press and I think we have talked about we might do a video a a future uh, talk about what they do right um, they get a lot of bad press and they get a lot of no they don't care but I can't think it kind of shows that actually they do listen and they do care and they, you know, they have made a mistake and they hold their hands up now you can argue whether they should have made that mistake as well but I, I think I think on balance it's a good thing that yeah. they did it I, I agree I think overall I think it was a good thing and I think most of the changes they were going to make were like adjusting points values which isn't the end of the world you know, if it's not rewriting base rules and stuff like that, it's just saying actually this unit costs two hundred and fifty points now, not one hundred and fifty points and stuff like that. That's yeah, because so they bad. do that anyway, don't they? They do that anyway over yeah. time with various handbooks and things. I mean, I could see why it's frustrating if you're um, if you want to, um, you know, you've bought the army and you know what you want. To but of course, they their argument was they did it before the bulk of the models were out, so people weren't buying weren't buying into you know, they hadn't already bought the stuff so they can now make yeah. an informed decision about whether they actually want the 
whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, so Stan says I'm right, he thinks that you're Barry. right. That um, yeah, he wants nobody wants to get into his game system and go. This looks really cool, and now my next attention is going to be someone's bitch. Uh, everybody wants to play as an equal. I think there is a desire for it yeah. to be vaguely equal. You know, e- egalitarian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, but not. You're never going to be able to get stuff completely level and I think if you do strive for that you will kill a game I think as has been proven now with War Machine and um, Dreadball or whatever it's called and stuff like that Guildball but yeah I'm still not sure I totally agree because of chess but of course chess has less moving parts so I I, you know but I, I do I do think you are going to go bust if you spend all of your time trying to balance your game and not any time making new things for it because you make also with chess nobody owns chess nobody's making no, exactly. money off yeah, it yeah yeah so chess chess you can literally make yourself in five minutes with some bits of paper no yeah. one's going to make any money out of that so you know but well, that's true argue. so it depends on whether you yes if your if your game relies on people keep making components for it then you do need yeah you, you do need that company to stay in business yeah yeah and I think at the end of the day, a lot of people don't want GW to go out of business. I think a lot of people might... might no, even the people who say that they do, they don't really, because they'll have nothing to do. They'll have nothing to talk about. Yeah, what, what are they going to complain about? <laughs> think about what will oh, discourse, what discourse make videos about if uh, if GW go bust? Should be able to do like, ah, I was right, and now I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, uh, click, there we yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if nothing else, GW provide. Uh, fuel for people to bitch and moan about as well as to enjoy and I think I agree with you that the video overall was a good move Uh, I don't think they want to kill themselves over constantly tweaking things all the time because that might put a lot of people off but Mm. yeah I think I think they did the right thing do you know what else GW do which is really good for the last seven minutes and I think we'll come back to this in a a, a fuller fuller um, podcast but they do, and I think this might be the best thing that they do. And that is the Golden Demon Award. Yeah, do like that. I, I, you can argue about rules changes and, and things like that, um, but the pure brilliance of the Golden Demon Award, now obviously the, the finaling is, the finalising is, is slightly subjective, but that, I imagine you go to a Golden Demon Award event and everybody is just, it's like a celebration of hobby rather than a competition of hobby. Do you, do you yeah. see what I mean? I just, I mean, you look at the, the, if you haven't seen it yet, Warhammer Community Pages have put up today the Golden Demon Award. I think it's every single, for every single category, the first three placed models, aren't they? And I'm they just, are I'm all, just sort of, I've brought them up on the screen now and just sort of slowly, okay. slowly scrolling through them. They are all effing brilliant, and so con- not that anybody needs it, but congratulations to everybody who, who, who well, I mean, they might need congratulations, but not from me. Uh, congratulations to everybody who, who took part and, and, and entered that. And oh, the Youngbloods ones, I can't remember what the category for Youngbloods is, but it's mad, mad good. Uh, for, the Youngbloods, um, let's see if we can find them quickly. Youngbloods, yeah. I know, was just, yeah, because the winner of the Youngbloods, we can see here, was the, um, was the Lord of the Rings. Thing being carried, which yeah. is just insane. 
And how is it they got um, be, it 14 and under or, or 14 and over? I can't remember. 14 to 18. I, I think it's something like 14 and under or something like that, yeah. Right, just absolutely mentally good. Um, yeah, even just like... I mean, the the bronze was with the Jane Zar model. It's just insane. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. people say, oh, yeah, there's no detail on the hair. And so I'm like, shut up, they were 14 years old. Nobody, <laughs> you didn't paint that good when you were 14 years old to so get out. I don't paint that good now. <laughs> Um, I, no, I don't. I would love, and I think they are bringing it back to Warhammer Fest, and I'm almost tempted to go to to Warhammer uh, Fest next time, even though I think probably I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't enjoy it. But I would just love to be, love to have been in that room with all those painters. Just, I would assume, just celebrating and enjoying it, their each other's work, and exchanging tips, and you know, trying to try to novel the model no not at all you know there's none of that there's no you can't you can't you can't cheat a, a, a golden demon award you you can only no. do your best there's no you know you can't get the latest oh i've got this new paint which enables me to do you know you can even get different techniques and things but you can't there's no way of no, no rules changes that you can you know, interact uh, no, exp- no, you can't exploit a loophole to win the gold. The game. only, the only thing I feel like you might be able to do as a painter to get over one over on other painters is to use non-painting methods, like with the the Slayer Sword winner, which is on screen now. Um, but and apologies to our podcast viewers who can't actually see these at home. But the 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 giant fighting the 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 multi-headed monstery thing. I can't, I can't yeah. remember the name of it he's standing in water which is also like splashing up and there's all water foam on the on the surface and things you know if you're just a straight painter you're not going to be able to compete with that no that that's true that's true but i think and i i, I think if you're going to the golden demon award there aren't very many people who are just straight painters no that's true that is true most of them have some level of conversion and modeling yeah. and other stuff about them all of the yeah. jewels I mean, were fantastic Yes, the jewel. The jewel. I think that was the best category. The jewel. That the, the again. I won't, we won't talk about it too much because you can't see it on the podcast. But check out the Warhammer Community page. I'll try to remember to put a link in the description of the podcast um, because the if you haven't seen it because the level of detail in all well, all of them but in those jewel jewel three jewel the three first second and third in the jewel jewel category um, was just absolutely phenomenal phenomenally good even like even like the dioramas and stuff like that the spike magazine one was was fantastic it was oh, like the magazine cover yeah. but the models were there and stuff and that, that might actually have been my favorite <laughs> thing i didn't even like blood bowl but it was just so incredibly good um and but i there was, there was things you, like, you mentioned um, sorry go on there you go I was, I was just going to say that there was like the in the unit category they had some of the models they had the the Skaven the Skitshanks um, claw pack they had some of those oh, and yeah. they were like leaping down the wall and things like that they I thought you'd like that one as well I thought you'd like that yeah, one yeah I did like that <laughs> yeah um, I, there I weren't was just many where say... you could just see the models and they were just on their bases on a tray there weren't many of those most of them were no. like in some kind of diorama so yeah I think I think you've got to you've got to have an le- extra level of of uh, modelling ability and just and being you know, able to pick poses for your models or not poses but situations for your model that, that enhance it. Um, yeah, they're just they're just all so good. And I 
uh, I, I mentioned this when we were looking at the winner, and I also mentioned, or no, and I'd just been looking on Instagram actually at some of the sort of before the winner had been announced, and then also they you said you'd seen it on Tabletop Inquirer that they mentioned it that basically it's simultaneously inspiring and utterly demoralising looking at looking at yeah. the entries those winning yeah. entries because you know I'd love to to and I'd love to feel like I was good enough to enter the Golden Demon. But looking at those, that I would just be actually no point in me ever, ever trying. Even I, I'm, I'm possibly Nerdy Rob, one of our former supporters. Um, he um, painted some corpse. What's he got? A, what they called the Grim Watch? What are they? Fleshy to cook uh, corpse. He's got a massive course, yeah. AOS army. Massive AOS army. Those, I think it was. And he painted. I just happened to notice over the weekend. He put one on Instagram, and it's absolutely amazing. And I said, "Oh, you know, you should enter the Golden Demon." And he was like, no, it's nowhere near good enough for of course, that effect. And I just thought, my God, his painting is like light years away from mine. And, and he doesn't think his is even good enough to enter, <laughs> enter the uh, Golden Demon. Yeah. So uh, how, David, how David, good must they be? And they I've been, were just I've been, amazing. Yeah, I've been trying to up my painting quality, trying to learn a few techniques and just take a bit more time. And, and, and uh, now I just, you know, almost wonder why <laughs> well i was feeling quite <laughs> pleased with it i was feeling quite pleased with it and i saw uh not even the winner because the winner like you say the winner has a level of modeling skill way 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 beyond mine because i have no modeling skill whatsoever but even just just the paint just the paint jobs alone just mine and nowhere nowhere near it because because well i don't have the, the time or the well, it's not because i don't have the time I, I haven't got the time to learn the skills to do it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I sort of, with painting, I subscribe to the idea that the more you do it, the, the, the better you get. And, you know, it's one of these things that with 10,000 hours of work, you could probably get to, to some level of mastery. Uh, but I'm so yeah. far off that. So far off that. Yeah, same. It's, it's just, it's not worth trying for me, personally. Because it's just just nowhere near no. good enough for that kind of thing I mean I'm never going to be that level ever 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 you know it's, it's not but I have enjoyed in the last six months I feel like my painting has improved and I have enjoyed that process of of, uh, of improvement and I'm still way behind most of the people who paint on our discord to be honest people like John Grant um, and um, Johnny uh, yeah. you know they Going just have a level of skill that is beyond mine but I my my mine is getting better and I suppose that's really what it's about and I suppose to a degree that's what gaming should be about really it's about enjoying yourself and improving improving you know playing underworlds you, you don't want to stay the same all the time you do, you do want to get slightly better yeah I guess that's the same with any system if you if you playing games as well like 40k or iOS and stuff like that if you want to get good at them You've just got to accept that at the start you're not going to be amazing yeah. and you're going to slowly improve over time. It's most like anything. It's like fitness. Yeah. Or cooking. My cooking's a lot better than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, I don't think mine is. Nobody's died <laughs> for five years. Hooray! <laughs> and the remaining three children are all fit and well. Yeah. Oh, God. Not, I haven't had more children. Well, not that I know of, anyway. Um... There's more joke on the others that died off. <laughs> so that brings us up to 11 o'clock. It does, nice and neatly. 
yeah so thank you for everybody listening I don't know how many people we've had on I, I was I was about, hoping about. the chat would be filled with people all talking about underworlds but they they, they, they obviously have something else to do tonight but um, yeah thank you for those of you who did who did chip in and chime in and say hello uh, yeah. really good to have you on as always it's always Paul nice Michelle's to have some active here. listeners so yeah if you yes. if you're watching us and listening in the future do shout out anything that you think of basically yeah absolutely uh, we will be back this time next week we'll be played our we'll have hopefully finished by now we'll have played our second game of our Underworlds tournament um, so you can yep. come and see that on Thursday we'll be playing Moonstone again I'm bringing a new a new lady to the table um, Tabitha uh, Tabby the librarian so uh, here she is look, look. <laughs> you got that Pete that's what she can oh, do she... Um, ah. yeah so I'm looking forward to that oh, she, she's it. got a red she's got a red arcane skill ooh yeah I'm probably going to bring someone like Vicious Midget or Doug the Flatulent Pug because why wouldn't I Doug the Flatulent Pug yeah uh, and so yeah we'll be back and then going forward we will be entering the Gnarlwood hopefully in the not too distant future um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that uh, more than I have looked forward to playing Underworlds in about since Beastgrave I think yeah I, Diachasm, I, not sh- Diachasm started to go wrong oh, well the pandemic started didn't it but certainly since the pandemic started is yeah. the most I've looked forward to a new to a new Underworld season so I'm really thrilled about this and the n- new Nemesis uh, version so Definitely. do stay tuned for more Nemesis action in the future yes Yes, we'll be we'll be looking to add that to our channel again and seeing what else we've got coming along. You know, maybe you'll see AOS in the future with some with some Imperial Never uh, see, Age of Sigmar. You never I know. I will never surrender. <laughs> cool, well, thank you all okay. for joining us this evening. Stay safe Cheers, and everyone. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. We'd like to put a special thank you out there to all our Patreon supporters for making this possible. If you do want to help support us further, please check us out on Patreon. All money plays go straight back into making more of this content. Also, don't forget you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find links in the show notes. We'll see you soon. Bye! Bye.